Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Uh, and I'm Ty Turley. Ooh, and good. I'm enjoying a lot of Christmas chocolate. Not a while, bad thing. While we do this podcast. But none of yours, Reed. I'm oh, sorry. No Christmas chocolate from you. Uh, we're going to be talking about Promising Young Woman. But before we get to that, let's talk about our favorite revenge movies. Which could be a little dark, but Ty, what do you got? Well, is The Prestige a revenge movie? Okay. He is getting revenge on Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's sure. A, I think it's a prestige. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that counts. I think mine's going to be Man on Fire, the Denzel Washington movie. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I've seen, oh. the, I've seen The Equalizer, so it's the same, I'm sure. No, it is much more stylish and better than the Equalizer. Uh, he's a bodyguard in Mexico, and his kind of ward gets kidnapped, and he has to get her back somehow. Oh, that just reminded me, actually, of my favorite revenge film. It's got to be Sicario. Oh, that is so satisfying when Benicio Del Toro gets to the table at the end. Yeah, that is so satisfying. I think he does murder children, though, so... Tit, tit for tat. No, that's awful. That is awful. I'm sorry, but it's a good movie. That's a good movie. Well, let's talk about <laughs> Promising Young Woman. Uh, I I saw this trailer and was pretty excited. I think we're both uh, pretty big fans of Carrie Mulligan. Lo- I love Carrie Mulligan. I didn't realize she's so small in this movie. I've seen her. I was on the fourth row of a, of a play in New York, which she was the actor, and... I don't remember her being this small, but she looked like tiny. Didn't you think? That's what I thought. Well, I think that the the guy she sort of dates, Bo Burnham, is tall. I mean, they even they make a joke about it in the movie, but yeah, okay. She no, she did seem small compared to the her coworkers and the people she was interacting with. And she's supposed to be thirty. Did she seem older than that to you? I think so, for sure. Yeah, that was one thing. Well, but she was, God. but she was good. I thought she was excellent in her acting. Yeah. Cause I, I guess I think the, like the medical school people all seemed very different ages. Like, I don't know the, you, you only, you only see him at the end, but the guy from new girl looks older than Bo Burnham. I think they both look older than the guy that was supposed to be the kind of the main bad guy. The guy from glow glow. Yeah. That's it. I couldn't place him. Um, really? Okay. I don't know. That didn't, they all seem, they all seemed about 30 to me. The guys. She seems about yeah. 40, <laughs> but it's fine. But how, old is, how old is she? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. She's probably 30. Actually, I think, oh, I think she, I guess 36 or something. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think she's, she still f- kind of got into that role. And it was, I think it was fun to see her do the transformations and like, especially those early scenes where she's just, she's meeting people. And there, there is such a sense of like, I don't know, dread or it's kind of left unsaid what she does to the guys. She's just marking it down in her book. Well, don't you think, I think based on the trailer, I thought she was going to be killing these guys. Like okay, I thought there's going to be, I thought there's going to be blood everywhere. And so it was a big surprise to me when I, when you realize all she does is kind of <laughs> give them a stern talking to at the end. Like, <laughs> see, I'm not drunk. You're not a good guy. Don't do this. Good guys don't do this. I mean, it's good. It, I, I actually love the film's message or and how it did it. Like, it didn't feel super like condescending. It just felt very 
clever and stuff. But anyway, it was much more mild than I was expecting. That's true. I think I, I don't know. I think that the trailer was very effective though. It had that kind of, I don't know what the, I don't know. I can't remember the song, but it's like the, toxic. the vocal toxic yeah. by Britney Spears. Classic. <laughs> Tie for the save. Good job. <laughs> I know my Britney. I know my uh, late nineties or early two thousands Britney Spears. Apparently, apparently. No, that's a big song. Everyone knows that song. Yeah, I just couldn't think of it. I know. I know. It's fine. Um, yeah, so it has that. But I used to that in the film too. But yeah, I actually I love the transformations where she's. It's maybe subtle because she's not exactly wearing crazy costumes, but it kind of takes you a second to realize she's playing characters to get back at the like when she's playing the character in the um car with the daughter of the of the dean yeah and it's more subtle but like she's a good actor the character is a good actor i think just to pull that oh, stuff so off she's totally different in the in the lunch with her friend yeah and yeah just you do see her sort of transform to enact the revenge i i think She's mostly interested in psychological revenge until the end, right? Like she was trying to carve her friend's name into that guy's chest. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. It is. Yeah. The whole film has a certain tone that's less cartoonish than I thought it would be. And that gets you really on her side. I feel like you're on her side, but then she does that at the end where she's going to carve her name into someone, which is kind of like, it just felt like there's this tone that's, that's not exactly violent. And it's kind of like, you get on her side, you start really rooting for her and then it gets to the end and she is doing this thing that's so much more drastic. She's going to carve into the flesh of this guy and then she dies. And I don't know if this was true for you, but like, I just expected her to get up or it to be like she had planned for that too somehow because she had been so clever the whole movie. And I hated that they didn't let her win. I, I, oh, it bothers me so much. Well, it was totally shocking to have her die, to have the person you're rooting for not survive to the end of a movie is pretty unusual. But I, I guess I've always, I'm always like, you know, things always work out so well for the protagonist and maybe. Um, maybe there's a reason for it. It's cause like, that's the thing you feel good about, but I guess I like that they tried something different. I, it didn't, it's like very jarring, but it also, I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to keep living in that world. Maybe she accomplished the stuff she wanted to do. And I don't know. She didn't want to be a doctor. Didn't want to <laughs> No, I'm wrong. No way. She doesn't want to live in the world where men get away with everything that, they want to get away with. That's true. But, but the whole point is she's making the world into not being that kind of a place. Like her efforts, she's making effort to enact that change. And there is a reason that we want that ending or that, that the ending is formulaic in Hollywood is because it's cathartic. So we're missing the catharsis. I mean, I guess she does send the tape to that lawyer and tell him, you know, get the police involved. If I disappear where she was going the guy does get arrested that it's him getting his justice is not, it's not enough. Catharsis. It's not enough. I agree. I thought she should have set up a webcam in that room and actually shown that video of him killing her or 
she's sending those text messages to Bo Burnham's phone at the end, right? Like, you think this is over? It's not over. She should have sent the rape video to everybody. Yeah. And she did not. It's wild that those three dots didn't pop up and then a video appeared. Because Bo Burnham deserved to be, I mean, he lied to the police. He tried to cover up his involvement. Yeah, read. See? Unsatisfying. But I mean, I guess I think she just sort of was mentally kind of broken at that point. Yeah, she, well, I don't know. I mean, you you have such hope that she's going to turn it around. You have such hope that she's going to heal somehow and that, yeah, I mean, obviously half, not halfway through. Three, four, three fourths of the way through. You think she's turned it around. You think she's going to be happy with her new boyfriend. And then she discovers the video and it ruins that for her. But the, but the way the movie went was that was it. She couldn't take it and she spun out and dies. And I wish she could have learned over the course of invest of um, like learning to have that relationship again and learning to like her dad saying it's been, we've been, we've missed you even more than we've missed your friend who died. Like, Having her back, she could. That isn't that enough that she remembers who she was, and that she doesn't have to be controlled by these old things. I, you want that to win out, man. I did. You're. I get that you're more hopeful or a positive outlook. Like for me, that was probably the best line when the dad was like, "We've really missed." She was like a daughter to us. We've really missed your friend, but we've missed you more. Yeah, I think he was good. I liked his his interactions with her. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Well, and I mean, she only got the video because she got revenge on her friend, who you know then felt bad about it and found it and gave it to her. So I don't know. Either. I mean, there is some like I don't know if it's hubris or she is brought down by her own revenge plot. It's a tragedy. Yeah, well, if it's a, tr- you can't have it both ways. If did did she did she win in the end with the text messages and the police coming, or did she not? Well, she's still dead, right? <laughs> yeah. So maybe not. I guess. So it's a tragedy, and she doesn't win in the end. That's my point, I guess. But maybe no one wins. I mean, it's these but, guys don't deserve a good life either. Well, actually, but it's it's not a tragedy. If is it a tragedy? In a tragedy, I don't know technically, but I think in a tragedy. The the protagonist has to have a fatal flaw, like they have to they have to make a choice. They have to, but I don't think she does. She's a is 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 her human vulnerability a fatal flaw? Is her trauma a fatal flaw? That seems different to me. I I don't think it was a fatal flaw. I don't know. I, I think just not being able to let go of something is kind of a fatal flaw, maybe. I guess it's one that it's one that's hard to be too hard on her for, though. No, it would it would ruin anyone's. I mean, I don't know. I I totally make sense how that would be traumatic. You're, I don't know. They, they kind of hint at what happens to the best friend, and then you find out that you know she she kills herself. Like that's awful. Does it ever say that she kills herself? Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it does. I don't know if it's ever explicit. Don't you think that's what happened? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just don't think they say it, honestly, but which I think is interesting. Yeah. Were you, uh, were you surprised at sort of how, I don't know, how funny the, the relationship was? I, I, I don't normally think Bo Burnham's a good actor, but I thought he did good in this role. What else is he in? I just know he made eighth grade, right? Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I guess but maybe that's really what I'm talking about. Eighth grade. He's not in I, it, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I don't like. I didn't particularly enjoy him in this film. Okay. Probably because I held eighth grade against him. <laughs> Poisoned the well. Yeah. No, I thought he was. I don't think he's a good actor in this one. You did. You thought he was good. I thought he was very right. stiff and not very believable. Oh no, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I don't know. I, I mean, I think not at the same level as Carrie Mulligan. No, she's got more charm in her left pinky. But who who could match her on screen? <laughs> Johnny What's Depp. Up? You and Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm just good. No, it's that, it's that sort of, it's the guy from Old Guard, and he's been in a movie, he was in like, oh my gosh, and he's in the, the Chinese hotel in Laundromat. Oh gosh, I'm not going to remember that. Wait, why are you bringing him up? Because he's got a lot he, of charm? Well, he's, he's been, he was, he was in those Carrie Mulligan movies, Far From the Maddening Crowd, and he could have done it. Oh, um, Michael Schinder or something. Yeah, he'd be good. Probably too old. They can't do any more films together. <laughs> Are there other things you liked about this movie? Uh, no, that might be it for me. I saw that Margot Robbie was one of the producers. I wonder if it had, was originally developed for her. I don't know, but Carrie Mullen got super offended when someone suggested that in an interview. Cause people, oh, really? Yeah, when this movie was at Sundance, the reviews were pretty negative, saying Carrie Mulligan's not hot enough for this role. If Margot Robbie was a producer, why didn't she just do it? It would have been more believable. But the whole point is Carrie Mulligan's character wasn't, I don't know, the like super hot party girl, right? Like that, that was, she was more shy and reserved. Yeah, I don't think it's a good critique. I'm just telling you that's what, <laughs> that's what happened and Carrie Mulligan's sensitive about it now. Well, I would, I mean, I'm, that's fine. I don't know if we need two uh, revenge movies from Margot Robbie after Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also just undermines the point of the movie, which is, you know, taking it or objectifying women, like let, let Carrie, like Carrie Mulligan's hot enough. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to make a comment about how hot she is. Well, and uh, yeah, any person could be sexually assaulted or objectified. Right. Exactly. It's not like you, it's not like you get it cause you earned it or something or deserved it. That's, that is kind of gross. Okay. Uh, stuff you didn't like. We don't, anything we haven't hit on yet. Oh, I really liked it. I just, I just didn't find the ending satisfying. It's by one of the producers, one of the showrunners of killing Eve. So it's got, you can see a little bit of that tone, I think across them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Ty, what do you have for a ranking for Promising Young Woman? I'm giving it a four. Four. Okay, I, you like this more than me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a three, which okay. is weird. I I like the ending, but I just feel like I don't know. Maybe it being sort of so cringy and like tough subject matter was not so enjoyable. Really, I thought it, I thought it was very effective in the message and. And I really loved that it got, there was just this section in the middle of the film where it really had heart, I felt like, and where you really identified with um, Carrie Mulligan's character. And I think that's a good, 
that's effective filmmaking to get us into that position. Do we, should we talk about how, how the, the experience was um, sitting next to our mom? <laughs> were, you, were you sitting next to our mom or was I? I was sitting as far from our mom as possible. Our mom loved this film, surprisingly. <laughs> very, very weird. We didn't really want her to go with us, but we're glad that she did. If she's yeah. listening, <laughs> just we thought it would. I thought it was going to be more, more awkward than it ended up being. That's good. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ty. What else do you have to recommend for our listeners? Oh, uh, I've been watching The Flight Attendant. Oh, good yeah. on HBO Max. It's pretty good. Uh, I like it a lot. I, oh, I don't like it a lot. It, it's like above average. I would say it's clever and it's really funny. Unexpectedly, I think. How um, how far into it are you? Uh, three more episodes, I think. I don't know. Okay. Well, did, I won't say anything you, else. Did you finish we, it? Yeah, we did. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Tomorrow, I'm sure you'll get to it soon. <laughs> now I got football to watch. All right. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pull a tie, and what? yeah, no, I'm not talking about Tottenham. Um, but it has been fun to see basketball come back. It does feel like the finals just happened, sort of, in this very weird year. But the Suns are 4-1, and one, and they look pretty good with Chris Paul. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's been exciting. I mean, they've beaten some good teams, but lost to the Lakers, which makes sense. Lakers are good. I'll be watching. Doesn't it just make it hard, though? From the very beginning, you know they're not going to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. Sure. I'd love to see them go to the playoffs. Okay. Did they have a guy named Booker? Devin Booker, yeah. Devin Booker, is he still there? Did they have to get rid of him to get Paul? No, no, he's still there. He's their big star, I would say. They got rid of Ricky Rubio. Because he plays the same position as Paul. Point guard, yeah. All right. Well, go Suns. That's right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley, and I'm going to have another bite of Christmas chocolate. Bye. Bye.